Hey there, Ralph Garman here. Thanks so much for checking out this free edition of The Ralph Report. If you like what you hear, do me a favor. Subscribe to The Ralph Report so we can put some fun in your ears five days a week. And you can listen for as little as $3 a month. So subscribe today so you don't miss out on any of the fun. Go to patreon.com slash The Ralph Report and sign up. Welcome to The Ralph Report with Ralph Garman. Well, hello there, boys and girls. It's been a while. Welcome back to The Ralph Report for a Monday, July 8th. We are back after a long holiday weekend. So happy to be returning to your ears. I, of course, am your old podcast pal, Ralph Garman, sitting with me here in the Batcave after what seems like, I don't know, two or three years. It's been that long. He left a long time ago, but he's back. He's the vice host, Mr. Eddie Pets. Hey, everybody. <laughs> Steve, Steve Ashton, Ashton would doing, say. doing me. <laughs> and as a special bonus edition of the Ralph Report today, we have a third chair. A third microphone is wide open for your pleasure. Once again, it is the first lady of the podcast, Carrie. Hello, all. People very pleased with your performance over the past oh, two weeks, Carrie. Thank so goodness. They were saying, give us more of her. So Carrie just happened to be around today when we started recording. And I said, why don't you sit in and we'll have a a, a trilogy mm-hmm. of terrificness. Yes. He said, fabulous. His, uh, what do you call that when you use words with the same letter? Uh, alliteration. Liter- alliteration. <laughs> Well, I just, I'm just par- I'm parroting you. I don't good know one. what I'm talking about. It sounded good. <laughs> we got a big show for you today. <laughs> a lot of fun stuff lined up. But before we get to any of that, Eddie Pence, we need to hear about your Fourth of July holiday, your trip down south. How was your vacation? Humid, sir? super humid, humid, like a hundred degree humidity. Ooh, and we lit off fireworks. That sounds sticky like, and dangerous. Yeah. Did Sup- you did you buy humid. a bunch of fireworks from the south? Yeah, of with the, the south of the border because I on my video and there. There's a Pedro's fireworks stand, and we bought a ton of what would be considered uh, legal fireworks here, but they're completely legal, hmm. like the big uh, giant ones. You uh, they're called mortars, and you just shoot them off into the sky, and they blow up. Look like wow, de- looks like the Death Star exploding up in the sky. That's nuts. Yeah, and we where did the, you fire them from? My parents' backyard, cool. like, like true hillbillies. That sounds safe. True as hillbillies heck. around all the dry pine straw. Oh, what, oh, what could boy. be more like, fun? What could go wrong than a than a radical fire hazard on the Fourth of July? Yeah. And Colton wants to hold him, and he's like, "Oh, can I do?" That? I'm like, "You're not holding a Roman candle. You're not going to hold lose a limb, a Roman candle." But. No, he just stuck his face in a <laughs> cannon. Cannon instead. <laughs> yeah, you got a lot of blowback for that picture. Heat for that one, as if people thought there was a loaded cannon just is, lying around. What is a wrong? Civil War museum. What or is something. wrong with people? They're dumb. That's what's wrong with them. Like, oh except God. for the Garmy. The Garmy's not. No, dumb. no. Garmy's not. that was just no. some random idiot on Facebook. Yes. I, I hate to uh, rain on your parade, Eddie, but it's uh, really the uh, HR person in me really has a problem with your son sticking his face in a cannon. Like, what yeah. lessons are you teaching him? I'm like, teach what? Good. What right. lessons? And it's by a, the way, with cannon. your parenting skills, that's the least of the transgressions exactly. that you've committed. Kid gets a step till four o'clock in the morning, on eats whatever nights. he wants, school night, yeah. dumps wherever he wants, a, fer- a feral child, and you're worried about <laughs> his face in a cannon. What's wrong with you people? Yeah. I actually had a woman come up to me at the 4th of July parade that we did in our neighborhood and tell me that Olivia should have a helmet on to ride her scooter in the parade that was moving at about one mile per hour. Yeah, here in our neighborhood, every year they do a block party where people from all around the neighborhood and sometimes from out of the neighborhood, word has gotten out about this thing. And they gather together. It's a real piece of small town Americana where they put up uh, stands and they serve hot dogs and popcorn and snow cones and it's all free for the neighbors. Everybody sort of contributes a couple bucks towards the cause and they do this really rinky dink but adorable parade, which is a fire truck shows up from the local fire department and then everyone who has what they deem a classic car mm-hmm. gets in the front and then they all take off slowly and they do a couple blocks in a loop back to the party again. And all the kids love it because they decorate their bikes and their scooters right. and whatnot. And they are part of the parade. Very fun for them. But Carrie's right. It literally moves. <laughs> it's less than an, uh, an a yes. mile an hour. And, yes. you, and you've got parenting advice to put a helmet on? Your yes. Child. It makes total sense. The whole helmet I thing. dropped her. Uh, you should have dropped her. Yeah. You should have just co- cold cocked her. Yeah. Hit her with a snow cone like, right no, in the see, face. You should have been wearing a helmet. Hi. <laughs> right. Um. The whole helmet thing for me, I know it's important, and I guess a lot of kids were dying. 
I guess, or else they wouldn't have created that law. But I, I never wore a helmet. I never wore a helmet. My friends never. never wore helmets, and nobody ever got. And we hurt. jumped bikes. We did crazy crap. Oh on our yeah. Bikes. So I, I, I can see their point, but not in that situation. That's no. ridiculous. Mm-hmm. And adults, by the way, wearing helmets when they ride bikes they look like a damn asshole. I wear a helmet if I'm going down a busy street on my bike. Yeah, I suppose. But really, how how much is that going to save you? If someone comes out at an intersection and T-bones you, You're is done. the helmet going to... Oh, thank God I was wearing that helmet. So now my brain can work while my body is shattered from the neck down and I'm Dr. Stephen Hawking now. It's less oh, mess to clean God. up. It keeps yeah. everything contained. So, how depressing. Just saying, live life. Go <laughs> out there. Ride a bike without a helmet. Let the wind All blow right. through your hair. Got it. We'll do. Or I'll just take Uber. <laughs> Even better. Oh, I, I, I did learn something cool on my trip. We went to Fort Sumner in a Charleston. legendary Civil War It's where the first uh, shot location, was fired right? during the Civil War. Yeah. It's what started the war. Um, and I realized that there was only one casualty in that conflict. And the casualty wasn't even during the war. It was the the general, the guy riding his bike without a helmet. It's basically that dumb. <laughs> it was basically they were they surrendered the fort to what were became the Confederate soldiers, and they did a a transition because the commander of the Union fort knew that was the teacher of the Confederate general's army. Oh he wow! Went anywhere at West Point, and so they did like a, a nice transition, a friendly transition. Let them do lower the American flag, uh, the Union flag, and fire off the. Hunter gun salute or whatever, and one of the guys' guns backfired, and that's the one casualty. While were they the were doing a salute conflict. during a ceremony after the after the conflict had ended, they had surrendered. They were leaving. See, ceremonies <laughs> are dangerous. Don't do ceremonies. <laughs> no that's more the moral ceremonies. of our story. Had he been wearing a helmet? Speaking of ceremonies, I know you were busy. Eddie. Yeah. You were traveling. Yeah. Did you catch any of our commander in chief's speech there in Washington D.C. on the Fourth of July? I missed it all. It was, didn't. we didn't get a chance to talk about it, but it was the stuff of legend. Many laughs were had here in the Garmin household. Yeah. Over you guys actually watched it? Donald J. Trump. Well, we didn't watch it. I didn't sit through we, it. It was like an hour no, long. We, we, uh, we, we listened to the good parts. The highlights, yeah. <laughs> and he, he put George Bush to shame. Ugh. See, now, before anyone gets their panties all in a bunch, this is not a political thing. It's just a hilarity thing. Because anyone giving a speech of this magnitude doing what he did it's just goddamn funny. That's all it is. Yeah, he messed up. He was trying to read a speech off a teleprompter, and he claimed something happened with the teleprompter, but he just started to riff, <laughs> given whatever words he had in his head at the time. They just came out. How much thought goes into those words? In no, no apparent order. And, you know, talk about the... Uh, the, the confusion of ceremonies. He was talking about the revolutionary forces... And he said that they manned the ramparts, and then that's where he got off track a little bit. And he said that they took over the airports. (laughs) (laughs) And then he said the rockets were red glare at Fort McHenry, which was a battle in the War of 1812. He jumped like uh, decades. It was Well, in his defense, that was the British, and that's technically the the second Revolutionary War. It wasn't the the congressional uh, forces from the Revolutionary War fight. No, it wasn't. It was some time later. But the airports were safe. The airports were safe. If anyone hadn't heard, I played. Here's a little piece of audio. This is Donald J. Trump giving his speech on the Fourth of July there in front of a uh, in front of a crowd. It was rainy. It was not a great day for a parade, but hear him struggle and then really go off course. And if you haven't heard this, you you won't believe what happens. Here we go. The Continental Army suffered a bitter winter of Valley Forge, found glory across the waters of the Delaware and seized victory from Cornwallis of Yorktown. Our army manned the air, it aired the man, it ran the ramparts, it took over the airports, it did everything it had to do. It scored a touchdown against the Rams, it parted the rocket's red glare, it watched over the ports, Ben Franklin drank some port, with Alexander Graham Bell, a great American who was born in Scotland, <laughs> lived in Canada. They did everything they had to do. And then they celebrated by George Washington Carver carving a blooming onion at the <laughs> Outback Steakhouse. It was the best meal they ever had. 
Yeah, he's really confused. <laughs> he really seemed like he was grasping at straws. Just whatever came into his oh, head, it seemed like You can like even he hear said. the rain in the background. Oh, yeah, it was a, not a good day for, uh, for our president. <laughs> but, look, look, everybody screws up once in a while. Wish I had seen it. Oh, it was really. Uh, not a lot, I don't know where that clip, that whole, they didn't play the whole clip. They played like the airport part, airport part a lot on the on the news. but They, they put out the best part. And left out some of the best part. <laughs> Although the Bloomin' Onion was also very, very funny. And very popular in yeah. the 1700s. Oh, yeah. Appetizers were very big. Oh, yes. Couldn't get enough of them. <laughs> and uh, again, before we get to the show, you also, Eddie, yes. in your infinite wisdom, missed out what? on the big earthquakes we had. I missed here. both of them. Yes. Uh, both of them. And the reason I bring them up is because so many people, so many Garmin members, wrote uh, emails and reached out on social media and left voicemail messages, checking in with us to sh- see if we were okay. And I just wanted to take this opportunity to thank everyone who thought of us and let you know, yes, we're fine. We were 150 miles away from the epicenter of the actual quake itself. So well, the, we felt the, it. We we felt three of them. Yes. But the I last, felt one of them. The, My wife felt three of them. Because I'm a walking seismograph. Are, that, yeah. that last one must have gone on for at least 45 seconds, that, which is a very long time. Yeah, that's a long time. And it was a roller. So you felt kind of dizzy. It yeah. wasn't a shaker. It was Those like the, the ground time. was just swaying back and forth. And the I was in the backyard with the kids and the pool water was just sloshing Well, they said it was out. 7.1 where it happened, but in LA they felt it. It was supposed to be like a four or something here yeah. is what you felt. It felt yeah. stronger than a four to me. Yeah. I've been through a couple big ones and that felt it, about as big as I felt in a long time. Yeah, it, it felt stronger than a four Any casualties in the Batcave? Uh, no, I'd really? No, no. I'm the, the, I had some toiletries fall over in my my bathroom so i assumed it was going to be oh, just i was going to have to you know start all over again and i came in here and not a item had tipped what, over or was out of place we got in uh yesterday and i thought i have like all my star wars black series guys on a shelf i have like a hundred star wars figures. i thought for sure i was going to be picking up figures all night long oh, sure not yeah. one not one fell I think because, Nothing. as Carrie mentioned, it was a rolling motion yeah, versus yeah. a shaking thing, which could they have worse. those different faults. They have the slip faults, and I can't remember what the other ones are. But depending upon the kind of fault, it gives you a different motion. Yeah. And I almost prefer the shakers better than the rollers. The rollers, the shakers, more just... destructive though, right? Isn't it? very much. Yeah. Shaker. So like yeah. the Northridge quake in '94 was, was a shaker. It was the the it was it's a very slip. Jarring. It was a slip fault, and so the earth literally lifted up eight feet and then came straight down six feet. <sighs> that's all in one big kaboom. That's frightening. So that's why that there was so much damage. Why do you prefer the, uh, the shakers <laughs> the to the rollers? One. Then I, 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 I get those rollers. I think it's like it being just, on a ship. It takes my vertigo and oh, yeah. just. I mean, I d- I couldn't get rid of my vertigo that until I went to bed yeah, that you have, night. You have balance issues. I have balance issues. Even was, without earthquakes, I have balance issues. I was upstairs at the time. The the second one in the fifth. And Carrie was downstairs with Olivia and a friend of Olivia's. And you don't want to be in charge of someone else's no, kid when an earthquake not during hits, that, first of all. No. So I grabbed my shoes and I tried to go down the stairs while it was going on. That's that smart. was an adventure. No. That you was do, a real you do adventure. know you're not supposed to. That's like the stupidest thing that you should do. Is yes. Try to navigate stairs during an earthquake. But I had a helmet on. So I think that, that makes it all better because Eddie, I was very wise. I would have been in the streets screaming. Eddie, Ralph is not, he's not always on the crisis management team. I react with great uh, assertiveness and... Uh, adrenaline and just and manic gets, energy. He gets his eyes bulge, and then he just gets this look on his face that is like he he. That's just, the guy you want. Is, when he's, when no, because it's, like, it's, like, it's like a checked out. Like, your leader's no. eyes. I, I got my wanted, senses tingling, and I'm ready to go at all times. He wanted me to send Olivia's playmate home. Yes, oh, during the earthquake. Yes, yeah. Yeah. After, after the earthquake, right like, after he was let like, her let parents her. be responsible <laughs> for her. Ralph, Ralph was preparing for the big one, so he didn't yeah. want to have a, a second child. How do I in the chandelier home? landing on a guest, yeah. and then the parents look at us and go, "Oh, thanks well, a lot." Well, now, yeah, <laughs> you don't be forced to eat someone's child That's when right. you're trapped in your house for a month. <laughs> yes, I overruled you, and we are very prepared. <laughs> we are. We're ultra prepared. My wife is a uh, is a preparedness nut. 
So we got we got water stashed away. We've tents. got tents. We've oh, got good for you guys. Bunsen burners. We've got a we've got all the chemicals on the periodic tables. So I, we have, can, I have half a box of band aids. We can make I our think. own minerals. You can come here. I might have to. You're not welcome. <laughs> we only have enough provisions to last us a couple months. I don't want you horning in. <laughs> I don't eat that much. Yeah, that's true. But all of our chicken nugget supply yeah, would you guys be, be wiped screwed. out in a couple days. We, we've got taffy. We got our plenty of taffy. Taffy will last yeah. us. Eddie Pence teased us with amazing gifts on social media and then actually brought us some saltwater taffy. I thought I was going to get a shot glass with, with boobs. boobs on it. Did you see what I was going to get? I thought you were going to get uh, King Tut's uh, gold. amulet. Yes. Real solid gold. I thought Steve Ashton was going to get a fuck off wallet. Yep. But no, we got a bag of saltwater taffy. A bag of saltwater taffy. Sorry. Poor guys. Us. Pull, pull my fillings Sorry. out and. Give me diabetes. <laughs> That's Eddie's Your goal. But on the bright side, it'll last you forever. That's true. Yeah. Because you can chew the same piece for about a week and a half. <laughs> and it's in a garbage bag. <laughs> That's how much I got you. He did. He, he got, wrapped it for us He got in a garbage it at the bag. bulk saltwater taffy store. <laughs> uh, and, the, and speaking of the big one, for those who are asking, is this a, an indicator that you guys are in trouble? Uh, Dr. Lucy, who is the earthquake expert here in the yeah. Southland. She's been around forever. She must be like she 110. Has. Yeah. Who's the other one? Isn't there Dr. Lucy's one? And there's another uh, female uh, earthquake specialist they trot remember. out in front of the, the Is that TV the one that cameras. was all over CNN the night it happened? They were uh, interviewing someone. Dr. Lucy Jones, Dr. I think, Lucy. is the one. Yeah. Uh, anyway, she says this has nothing to do with the San Andreas Fault. No, so this was not on the San Andreas it did Fault. It did, did not relieve any pressure from that fault, nor is it an indicator that it, it will somehow spur the San Andreas Fault into movement they are completely unrelated and they're far enough away from each other that really it's irrelevant yeah so. and it the big one might not necessarily be the san andreas fault i mean there's plenty of really big faults yes but the san andreas is the one that runs from like yes. san francisco to san diego mm -hmm. right through the center of downtown los angeles i mean it really is the one that poses the greatest widespread danger to mm -hmm. the entire there's state. an actual fault line that runs right under my son's bedroom <laughs> in our, our apartment <laughs> I swear to God, it, we when we were at preschool, the, the preschool people had this map of all the different fault lines in Hollywood, and one ran directly from the preschool through Hollywood and ended up on the corner of our apartment building, which runs right under my son's bedroom. Well, there you go. Take that <laughs> so, guy who's worried about a cannon. Yeah, take that. I choose to keep living there. He's got his son. Make sure you wear your helmet when, when you're home. Yeah, we all sleep with our helmets yeah, on. Yeah, sleep with your helmet on. Wrapped in bubble wrap. <laughs> All right. So now we're all cut up. You know what we uh, did on our vacation? We've covered the earthquake. We've covered the president. Well, actually, there is one thing we did on our vacation that you haven't talked about, and I think everybody should know. Uh-oh. I'm drawing a blank, and that's never a good sign. So for, I could hardly believe this happened, for the 4th of July barbecue, Ralph ate not a regular <laughs> burger. He had an impossible burger. Yeah. Oh. Or a the, Beyond the, Burger. The plant-based burgers, yes. right? Yes. All plant-based. Right. I couldn't believe he did it. How was it? Did. Well, we went to visit some friends of ours. Actually, they've been guests on this show. Uh, Rachel McFarlane, who is Seth's sister, yeah. of course, and Spencer Laudiero. Her husband is a very talented uh, writer and artist. And so we went to their house. Uh, their daughter, Bella, is friends with Olivia. So we went there to have a little barbecue action and to watch the fireworks, because where they are located in the hills above where we live, if you get on their roof, you can look down into the valley and see about seven different fireworks shows going oh, on at cool. the same time. It was really fun. So we got there, and Rachel is an adamant uh, vegetarian. Yes. And so she provided uh, a few meat-based products for us uh, animals, but the majority of it was this Beyond Burger stuff. And I said, if I'm ever going to try one... <laughs> This would be the place to do it. And I should probably try it before I poo-poo it. And so they grilled me up one, and it looks from the outside very much like a hamburger. Yeah. And then you bite into it, and the inside of it looks nothing like a hamburger. It looks like shredded, you know, like how the McRib is sort of, um, is like a meat-based, <laughs> pasty meat kind adjacent, of molded yes. together thing? Yes. It was like that. Mm -hmm. And its taste was fine, but let's not confuse it with a hamburger right. at any point. Correct. Uh, could and you see yourself transitioning to that no, full time? No. no. And I had one and it was fine. And I was glad I did it. But now I can, I know what I speak of when I say it's not for me. You are, you are not a vegetarian. Now, admittedly, it's not the Impossible Burger. And I've heard people say that that's amazing. The Beyond Burger is a different thing. But I'm guessing they're all in the same ballpark. I've heard the Impossible is better. I don't know. And the second thing you tried, 
was Ugh. rhubarb pie. Oh. So much worse than the Beyond Burger. <laughs> we had to try it because of all the kind of pies that you would pick for a 4th of July celebration. Rhubarb. Very Why strange. Why would you pick rhubarb? I thought they were kidding. They said, we got some pies for dessert, too. We've got cherry, we've got apple, and rhubarb. Rhubarb. Like, rhubarb. That's like a joke pie. That's what you say when you're doing an impression of like a, a prospector from the gold rush or something. <laughs> well, I, I got some supplies down the general store. Got some rhubarb pie for everyone. I'm going to borrow up some coffee. That's not a real pie that anyone eats, rhubarb. Well, just to be sure, we both tasted it. Yeah, that was and, a huge mistake. And oh. I did not like it and neither did you. No, no. It's Where is my button? Oh, I'm sorry. Here we go. That's why I'm looking at you there like that. There we go. Sorry about that. Yeah. If Carrie's you, got if, her own sound effect now, which she doesn't like things. If you if you can't be on top of my button, you're going to have to hand it over. Story of my life. The, this whole show's going to shit. No one can press your own button better than you. So I many women that. have complained I have it on top of their button. I can't tell you. There we go. Uh, it was not good. As I mentioned, it sounded like, it tasted like a cherry gone rogue. Like it was, it was, it was pink on the inside. You don't want to eat pink pie. The whole pie's pink. Well, maybe. Wow. I don't know. Maybe you do. Um, <laughs> it was, uh, it was soury, and uh, to use an Eddie Pence phrase, it was soury. 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 Exactly. See, and um, you can't quite place it, so it's soury. It was not uh, pleasant on any level. So yeah. All right. Wasn't now the, we wasn't can the move best on. barbecue I've ever been to. <gasps> the company was wonderful. <laughs> Food, Carrie barbecued actually on the fourth floor. How dare you? Uh, earlier in the day, and she uh, cooked up some hot dogs wrapped in bacon, boys and girls. Only you know, way to do it. You get your hands on some of those to put on your summer grill. I recommend that highly. And you balance it out I with an impossible I ate two burger. of those, and yeah. the next, I felt like I'd gained about 10 pounds the next did. day in sodium. I was just like a big walking. Small price to pay. <laughs> Small <laughs> price to pay. <laughs> I was eating them without a bun, just grabbing it like an animal, just chowing on them. They were outstanding. All right. Now it's time to get to the usual portion of the show. We kick things off with you and your voicemails. We love it when you reach out to us. You can do it any number of ways. You can write Ralph at the RalphReport.com or Eddie at the RalphReport.com. Steve, I don't think he celebrated the 4th of July over the weekend. Why not? He went to see The Who, though. He, he did go. He went to The Who with We got to talk to him friend. about that. Uh, Steve will be on the show later this week. Hopefully doing one of his UK updates in his American accent. We made a promise that Steve would give that a try. So that should be fun. It's going to be awesome. He's also been doing a lot of cooking. Yes. Putting up a lot of pictures yep. of his ingredients and then the final product. He has of, been uh, very food. busy in his kitchen. Also, we've got uh, the usual stuff. We're going to be talking about the entertainment news. We've got holiday or holiday because it is Monday. But oh, let's yeah. kick things off with your voicemails. You can leave them 24 hours a day, seven days a week here at the show, at the Ralph Report hotline, that phone number, one eight three three. Hi, Ralph! Ooh, that was up there. <laughs> it was. Love it when you leave them. I listen to each and every one of them. I grab a couple of them, and we put them here at the top of the show in a segment called Garmy on the Line. The telephone is ringing. Um, some people don't like it when I do this. However, I think it's important because the Garmy is a family and we're there for each other. And several times I have uh, played voicemails from folks who are going through hard times. And they say that this show is a thing that helps them get through. And I could not be prouder of that fact. It's a goofy little show that we enjoy doing and you, you folks seem to like listening to. But if it ever comes in truly handle, handy rather, and helps you get through a difficult time, then that is really the most satisfying moment of the whole enterprise. This is uh, for Doug, who was calling in from the road, and I was so moved by his phone call, I wanted to share it with you guys. Hey, Ralph, it's Doug. Um, I'm a two-star general. I just wanted to say thank you for um, your program, because my dad just passed away, and I'm having to drive from Asheville, North Carolina, to, uh, to Cincinnati, Ohio, and uh, I'm listening to your show, so it's keeping me focused, and I appreciate it. I just wanted to say thank you. Bye. Doug. Oh, God bless his We're heart. sending you our love, sir. It's, um, oh, it's, the, it's the worst road trip you'll ever have to make. And yeah. uh, if we can be there to keep you company a little bit of the way, then... 
by all means, it's, 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 it's an honor. And so please know that we love you and we're thinking of you and we're wishing you thoughts of strength and peace and helping you get through this horrible, horrible time. While Eddie was gone, the first lady stepped in and took the second chair. And Eddie, I got to say, you might want to dust off your resume. I'm just saying. <laughs> I'm just saying a lot it's of okay. people were really pretty thrilled having <laughs> Carrie on the show, like Lindsay. Hey, Ralph, it's Lindsay in Arkansas. I just wanted to let you know how much I have loved having the first lady, the Care Force, represented on the Ralph Report. I think she brings just a really excellent perspective. I love the quality of conversation with you and her on the show. I feel like I'm hanging out with you guys. I just, ah, oh, thank you so much, LMB. There you go. A little fan mail for uh, the go. first lady. How about that? That just makes my Monday. Well, I hope it does. <laughs> Fabulous. Thank you so much. Jill called in. She's got a question. She's uh, She doesn't know where something comes from. Because on the counter, you want to know why? Yeah, she wants to know why we use this phrase. Hi, Ralph. This is Jill calling from Anaheim. And I'm a teacher at a year-round school district, so I'm heading to a presentation this morning and yesterday the speaker said he was uh, something about kowtow and i wanted to know if you could tell us what does it mean to kowtow um love you mean it lick my blackboard what huh <laughs> wait what what, what, was what? That? i'm not quite sure what that lick last my what lick my black boy or lick my black butt or well, lick I'm, i don't know i mean either way we're in right whatever you have that's black i'm licking it <laughs> yeah that's, that's for sure that, i'm i'm there <laughs> as long too. it's not rhubarb i'm licking it yeah rhubarb's not black um it's pink jill wanted to know where the phrase kowtow comes from you know what it means right when you kowtow to someone yes when you sort of prostrate yourself and you you uh you, you you have like a, a show of servility, like, oh, you're so much better than me. A lot of times it's disingenuous. You kind of like suck up to the boss. You kowtow to them. Mm -hmm. She wants to know where that comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Well, if kowtow sounds like a strange phrase, it's because it's actually Chinese. What? Yep. It's Cantonese. And kowtow translates literally into kneeling and bowing so low as to have one's head touch the ground. Uh, so it's not C-O-W. No, it's not like it's not cow. cow. It's not moo cow. It's K-O-W-T-O-W. Kowtow is actually a, a, a show of deep respect from the Chinese that dates as far back as they can tell to maybe 200 B.C. That's about as far back as they can actually trace it. My goodness. It. But it may be even older than that. And it was a, certainly used when you were in front of the emperor, for example, in China. If you wanted to show complete servilitude to his majesty, the emperor, you would drop to your knees and then bow so far that your forehead would touch the ground in front of him, saying, you are everything, dear emperor, I am nothing. That's how you let me in every day. That's right. Eddie has to come in. <laughs> to when, I let him, when I let him cross the threshold <laughs> of the door, he's got to get on his knees and put his head on the floor. Oh, and my. I say, you may rise, sir. Yeah, now, I would. I wonder what the the Cantonese pronunciation is. It I'm is sure we. Kao Tao. Kao it Tao. is. Yes. Okay. Kao K. We we spell it phonetically. K O W T O W. Okay. Apparently, uh, in Chinese, it's K O U, but it's pronounced Kao, which is the general Kao. meaning means to knock, and then Tao means head. So you're dropping your head and knocking, knocking it head. against the the floor, basically. Got it. That's what you do. Now, the reason we used it is because in the 18th century, English speaking world started to make visits to China, and they would witness this display of complete servilitude, and they would say, oh, that, what is that you're doing? And they say, that is kow kow. And they picked it up, and then now it means, you know, it's not as severe now, but if you're sucking up to someone or uh, making someone feel they are vastly superior to yourself, then that is called kowtowing to someone. Mm. And that's where that comes from. Where did it come from? Where did it go? Where did it come from? We want to know. Where did it come from? Say it ain't so. Where did it come from? Oh, fucking no, no. And lastly, Carola from San Diego called in. She's a brand new listener. Welcome, Carola. What's up, Ralph? This is Carola here from San Diego, and it is pronounced Carola. 
I am a newborn three-star general as of about, uh, well, five minutes ago. Uh, I definitely decided it was time to become a member of the Garmy when uh, I heard that amazing Cat Crescent interview. You really do such a good job on interviews and always have since I've listened to you back on the radio when I was in junior high. Just want to let you know I love what you're doing with the podcast, especially that new lady host you got there. She's a keeper. I'm going to go smoke a bowl because it's been a long-ass day. (laughs) I hope to see you at Comic-Con on San Diego. If you need restaurant recommendations, I'm sure all the members of the Garmy in San Diego, including myself, would love to give you some recommendations. Really hope to see you down there. Excited to hear about whatever news you got regarding Comic-Con. Love you. Mean it. Bye. Thank you so much for joining the Garmin, Carol. We appreciate yes, it. Yes, welcome. Regarding San Diego, we still got to figure out what's going to go on because I have to work Wednesday night. Pence is doing a comedy show at the American Comedy Club on Thursday night, Thursday down night. in the Gaslight District. That's on 930. Gas Lamp District, rather. 930 is the show time. So I'm thinking maybe Thursday early we can like, do like a happy hour thing. Ooh, you yeah. could try to get Eddie drunk and then put him on stage. <laughs> we don't need that. Either yeah. that or take him in the bathroom that. and get him stoned. Oh. Oh, you scared me there for a minute. Take what, him in the bathroom. You? I don't know what you had planned for us, but no, uh, ju- no, yeah. Um, I don't think we'll alter Eddie's. Uh, <laughs> I think comedy stylings for his show down in San Diego, but I'm. I, we still haven't worked it out. A lot of folks are asking what's going on. Uh, when we know, you'll know. But I'm thinking now it looks Thursday early evening for a meet and greet, perhaps at a hotel bar somewhere nearby. All right, I'm sad. I'm gonna miss it. We'll keep you posted. Uh, stay tuned for more details. Um, what else about San Diego? Do uh, was I gonna say? Um, well, that's it. The people were asking if there's going to be a show. There's not. Oh, there's not. Uh, no Ralph Report. Uh, no Hollywood Babylon. But, but we are trying to do greet. a meet and greet. Yeah. Yes. And hopefully or later this week, I'm going to bring on an expert who will give you an advanced uh, look at what's going on at Comic-Con this year. So if you are going down, we can talk about some things that you absolutely don't want to miss while you're down there. Great idea. Doing the whole Comic-Con thing. All right. Uh, that's it. You can also be featured on Garmy on the Live, but you know what you got to do. You gotta call me. Call me. I'm round. It's the number everyone's talking about. Call me. Right now. At 1833. Now it's time to take a look at the big calendar that hangs here on the Bat Cave wall. It's only once a week now, but every Monday we take a look at the holidays that fall on this day of the year. July 8th, in this case, not all the holidays are legitimate ones, so we'll break them down for you in a segment called Holiday or Holiday. Holiday or Holiday, please tell me what we celebrate, Ralph Garman. Well, this is some bullshit right here. It's International <laughs> Town Criers Day. <laughs> International <laughs> Town Criers that, that's, Day. That's, have, have we not retired that holiday yet? It's been obsolete for a while. When was right? the last time you saw a town crier ringing a bell in the in the square at town giving you the news? When has that happened last? Mm, it's been a minute. I think you have to go as far back as when the Revolutionary Army took over the airports to know that's <laughs> when there was an actual town crier. But apparently on this day in July, they celebrate the historical relevance of town criers throughout history. And they say if you want to be a town crier, this is a good day to pick up the No, uh, the it's cause. not because it's not a thing anymore. They say, do you have a good, strong voice? Do you like to tell other people what, what's going on? Well, th- today could be your day. <laughs> To pick up a bell Get a and podcast. become a town crier. Yeah, really. The last thing we do is need other people talking to other people. We've got enough <laughs> of that with social media and podcasts, right? Here's a c- cool thing about town criers, though. They performed several roles in the community. Not only that of news broadcaster, but in some cases, they would administer public floggings. What? Oh. Now I'm more interested. Okay. If that's... I can put somebody in the stocks and flog them, yeah. I might pick up a bell. <laughs> They also were the official witnesses to public hangings in the town square. Oh. So well, like, a, yep, he's hanging them. Is that what he was doing? <laughs> here he was a witness to a hanging. That dude is well and truly hung. <laughs> hey, what do you mean by that? <laughs> well, it's a whole different it's meaning. Double meaning. I didn't know this, but town criers were found in Australia, Canada, the United States, of course, England, Italy, Mexico, and other European countries. So that's why we celebrate International Town Crier Day to, to pay tribute to an occupation that died hundreds and hundreds oh. of years ago. <laughs> Please tell me there's something better coming. There is something better coming. It's Scud Day. Scud like, Day. Like as in a missile? Scud Actually, missile? that's what I thought. I was hoping that's for that. That's what makes sense. But it's not. It's much, much worse. <laughs> Scud Day stands for Savor the Comic, Unplug the Drama Day. 
Ugh. It's the day where you look at your life and you realize, yes, we all have a lot of drama to deal with, but let it go. Step back, relax, and enjoy the funnier side of life. Because relaxation and humor are good for your physical and mental well-being. So turn the drama down a notch and enjoy a good laugh instead on Scud Day. Uh, Deepak Chopra wannabe. <laughs> it is very Chopra-esque, yes. That's, come on. You should try to do that every day. Always look on the bright side of life day is yeah. basically what it is. But Scud Day Scud doesn't day. sound good. No. It doesn't make any sense. It's dumb. It's dumb. And lastly, you know, I saved the food-related holidays for the end because uh, mm. now that we got Eddie Pence back, we don't know whether he's going to eat anything or not. I think he'll eat this. This sounds like something you would eat, Eddie, I think. What is it? Well, we're going to find out. I will announce the holiday. Then, of course, oh, we'll yeah. pull the handle of the... You remember how the show how it works? goes. <laughs> then we pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. If three of those items come up on the reels, then there's a big payoff and everybody wins. And if not, that means Eddie Pence uh, will not eat this thing. Today is National Chocolate with Almonds Day. Chocolate with Almonds Day. It's the day we celebrate not just chocolate, not just almonds, but the delicious combination of those two things together. Let me tell you something. If you get a Hershey bar with almonds in it, that's a pretty good snack right there. Only if it's dark chocolate. I know you have a thing for dark chocolate. I mean, me, I'm a milkman no, myself. I no, like the milk chocolate. No milk, no white. But let's say just across the board. All right. Okay. I think she's making... I think we get the idea <laughs> what's going on here. Um, <laughs> Took you long enough. Let's say chocolate across the board. Any kind of chocolate mixed with almonds together. <laughs> Is that something Eddie Pence would munch on or not? Can we find out? Let's pull the handle of the patented Eddie Pence jackpot slot machine. Let's see if something Eddie Pence... Eats or not, it's his first one since he's been back. A lot of pressure. Get your wagers in now, folks. Here we go. All right. One bar, two bar, three bars of chocolate with Eddie. Eddie Pence, he's back. He's, he's tanned. He's rested. He's ready. <laughs> and he eats chocolate. And he's eating stuff. He's nuts. He's eating dark chocolate. I like milk. I'm a milkman myself. Yeah, yeah, I'm a milk chocolate guy. I don't like white chocolate, though. I do no. not like white chocolate. No, it's, a, what, it's, it's not, not even, chocolate. It's not a thing. It never it's should have been stupid. invented. It's a stupid no. thing. It's like chocolate. a green grape. It doesn't make sense. That. Green grapes are awesome. No, the but purple, grapes. purple grapes are better. They're legitimate they are grapes. Better. Purple grapes but are better. Le- but green- yeah, but a green grape is perfectly legitimate. White yeah, but, chocolate is not the green grape, grape of grapes. When you think grape, you think purple. When you think chocolate, you think brown. Actually, I think green. I, I think, think most people grapes. eat green grapes more than they do the red well, ones, they quite should. frankly. Well, I'm just saying it's hardly comparable <laughs> to say white chocolate is like a green grape. <laughs> Green grape is a legitimate grape. White chocolate is not legitimate I've never chocolate. seen anything labeled grape, and then it's green other than the grape itself. Usually when something's labeled grape color, it's purple. Okay, what do they make white wine out of? <laughs> what what fruit do they use to make white wine, Eddie? <laughs> I'm getting mad at me. <laughs> well, because you're out of your head. I'm just why. saying, like a crayon that's called grape colored, it's purple. It's not green. Oh, my God. Eddie, stop digging your hole. Fuck you, Eddie! <laughs> Welcome back, Eddie. It's good to have you here. Eddie's terrible. (laughs) Dear Lord. When's your next vacation coming up? Do you have plans? (laughs) I guess tomorrow. (laughs) And that's it for today's holiday for Holiday. Hey there, it's Ralph Garman here. I hope you're enjoying the show. And if you are, why not subscribe to The Ralph Report so you can hear it every day, Monday through Friday. For just 15 cents a day, you can be a one-star general supporter, and that will get you the show in your ear holes Monday through Friday. Of course, there are two, three, and four-star general levels as well, which gets you more bonus content and more access to me. So if you like what you're hearing, why not subscribe? Go to patreon.com slash the Ralph Report. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash The Ralph Report. Subscribe today so you don't miss a thing. Now it's time to take a look at all the entertainment news with a segment I call the Showbiz Beat. Well, congratulations to old Spidey, your friendly neighborhood Spider-Man. Spider-Man Far From Home came in at number one at the box office over the weekend. It uh, earned more money than the first Spider-Man film starring Tom Holland. Spider-Man Homecoming earned $154 million in its first six days. But Spider-Man Far From Home earned $185 million in its first six-day box office. It has a global total now since it was earlier released in China and Japan last weekend of $580 million so far. There's no in-game hangover. 
No. People are ready for more comic yeah. book movies. Yeah. That's for um, sure. How much do you think it costs to make that Spider-Man? A whole lot of money. I'm guessing it looks like... 200 million? It looks like a $200 million yeah. movie. Yeah. Okay. Because it's very... Uh, first a lot of all, effects. A lot of effects. It's shot all it, over the world. I saw it, yes. Okay. It's shot all over the world. There's a ton of CGI. Uh, just the, the vast uh, elements of the production, I think, would have to shoot it up to close to $200 million. Okay. But it's a real good movie. And not to give anything away, uh, there's some stuff in there with Mysterio. Just the visual stuff with Mysterio is amazing. It's stunning. Amazing. The special effects are brilliant. Tom Holland is the best Spider-Man, hands down, since uh, the role has uh, been a live-action character. He's really excellent in it. Everybody in it is terrific. Um, John Favreau's great in it. Just make sure you stay through all the way the end of yeah. the credits. There's a couple extra scenes thrown into the uh, mid-credit and end-credit sequence that are absolutely paramount to the storyline, which see. usually you don't see that. Must see. Usually that stuff is sort of uh, thrown in there for fun, but this stuff really matters. And there's a great... So the first piece was just made yeah. me thrilled when <laughs> yeah, I saw no, it. It's it awesome. With no spoilers. It was awesome. But, um, yeah, it's an outstanding film and well-deserving uh, of being number one. So congratulations, Spidey. Number two was Toy Story 4 at the box office. Made $34.3 million over the holiday weekend. Yesterday did pretty well for itself with $10.7 million, making it number three. Annabelle Comes Home was fourth. Aladdin was number five at the box office with $7.6 million. This is crazy, by the way. Uh, this weekend... That film broke the $824 million mark at the worldwide box office, which surprisingly makes it the highest grossing movie starring Will Smith ever. What? Huh. You would think with Men in Black yeah. franchise or Independence Day yeah. or all the big movies that guy's been in. Aladdin. For Aladdin to be the biggest movie he's ever starred in is wow. kind of crazy. Hmm. Uh, Midsummer was sixth, the horror film, Secret Life of Pets 2. Uh, Men in Black International, Avengers Endgame, and Rocket Man were the top 10 movies at the box office this weekend. Speaking of Disney films, the live action Little Mermaid has been cast. Halle Bailey is her name. She will be playing Ariel in the live action version of that animated classic. You may not know her, but your kids probably do. She comes from an R&B singing duo called Chloe Times Halle. They're sisters who got their big break, of course, on YouTube. That's I was going to just <laughs> ask that. That's where they became stars. And Disney has now fully just said, we surrender, and they're going to start pulling YouTube stars for their movies. And they're look, if you're if you're serving the youth audience, yep. those that's, are the people that they where, love. That's right? where their eyes are. Yep. Here's the thing, however. Haley Bailey is a very talented uh, young singer, actress, and the, the director of the film, Rob Marshall, said it was clear. She was the front runner from the beginning. Her audition was amazing. She is, however, African-American. And that, as you can imagine, in these great United States of ours, has caused some people to go into a tizzy mm. saying that The Little Mermaid must be white. It can't be played by a black actress, <sighs> which is just insane. Come on. No one more so than this woman on Twitter who got blasted over the weekend. Us white girls who grew up with The Little Mermaid deserve a true-to-color Ariel, she wow. said. A true-to-color? You know what I would say to that woman to her face? <laughs> Jesus is black. <laughs> would you say that? Yes. Would you say <laughs> to her face as well? Yeah, and I would spit all over her face. Uh, she had a photo in that tweet of her holding up a DVD copy of The Little Mermaid. She goes, Disney, you made a huge mistake by hiring, hiring Haley Bailey. This is going in the trash, she said. Who does that hurt? Well, Other than that lady with... Losing money on her DVD. But then Disney will lose the money. Oh, no, they won't at all. No, you're absolutely right. God. Yeah. So a lot of people responded to her by saying, uh, you know, Little Mermaid's a uh, fictional character, right? She's not exactly, she's not white or it's anything. She's not historical. She's a mermaid. She's, she's not, half fish. Not like Aquaman. This is my favorite response. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite response on Twitter. Uh, Little Mermaid lives on a tropical coral reef with a calypso singing lobster with a strong Jamaican accent. When you think about it, it's bizarre that she was white the first time around. So. <laughs> well done. And, and, and he's a Maine lobster. He wouldn't have a Jamaican accent because the lobsters down there don't have the big claws. Oh, dear God. <laughs> so, yeah, I'm mad now, too. <laughs> he should have a, a New England accent. He should accent. have dreadlocks and he should... You should tweet no, about that. No, if he that. has big claws, well, he he should, should have, oh, they should, should have change a New England lobster, accent. change the accent. They should have a New England accent. That's Get right. Mark Wahlberg in there to do it. Uh, <laughs> under the sea, under the sea. That's where you should be, Ariel. <laughs> oh, fuck it, who cares? Oh, fuck it, Why who cares? does it have to be a male? Why couldn't it be a female and Bridget could do That's it? That's true. Yeah. Um, by the way, uh, this woman who complained about the color of Ariel was blocked by Haley Bailey, the actress who is playing it, understandably. 
And then she went off on Disney for being blocked by her. Disney, I have such a, I'm such a longtime supporter of your company. I've grown up with you. And for the future actress of Ariel in your upcoming movie, The Little Mermaid, to block me is so juvenile and so unprofessional. Oh, my Halle God. Halle Bailey has zero class. Words, words fail me. Yes. Other, yes, <laughs> lots of things do. that failed you they in your life. Do. Speaking of Disney, this news was shocking. Cameron Boyce, the young actor from the uh, Disney Channel series Jesse and also from the Descendants films, at 20 years old, passed away in his sleep over the weekend. No. Yeah. Did, they, did they know from what? Uh, apparently he was dealing with a long-time ongoing medical condition, say his family, that they oh. didn't identify. And he, he died in his sleep due to a seizure, they claim. Oh. And at 20 years old, they found him dead uh, in his bed on uh, Saturday. Oh, so, sad. I mean, uh, Carrie, you know uh, this kid from uh, yeah. Jesse. He played the, the he's the dark hair curly one mm-hmm. who was also in The Descendants. My kid loved this uh, actor and loved the, his projects. And at 20, it's just I, oh, that that is tragic. tragic. Uh, more medical news over the weekend. Stevie Wonder was in concert there in the UK, performing at the British Summertime Hyde Park Music Festival. And he stopped his show to announce to the crowd that he is putting a pause on his ongoing tour for kidney transplant surgery. Whoa. He announced it on stage, which is an odd place to announce it, I think. But he said (laughs) he wanted to so that the uh, rumor mill wouldn't get started and he wanted his fans to know first. Here's a little bit of Stevie Wonder uh, announcing to his fans what's going on. So what's gonna happen is this. I'm going to have surgery. I'm going to have a kidney transplant in September of this year. I'm all good, I'm all good, I'm all good. I have a donor, it's all good. I want you to know, I came here to give you my love. And to thank you for your love. You ain't got to hear no rumors about nothing. I told you what's up. I'm good. So he says he's got a donor ready and he's good to go and he'll be fine. And he wanted his fans to know. Unless he's trying to start his own rumor. Yes, right. And something really else going on. Yeah. Maybe he thought he was in his doctor's office. Maybe, maybe. There's a lot of people in the waiting room. Wow, it's crowded here. This, this place is, this doctor is really popular. Maybe he just thought he was having a conversation with a nurse or something. Who knows? It would have been awesome if he said, I'm having a uh, transplant surgery. I need a donor. Anybody here tonight want to raise, raise your hand if you want to give me a kidney? Now that would have been 10,000 people here. That's 20,000 kidneys. That's right. A great, you've got a great <laughs> shot at finding someone. They already love Stevie Wonder. That's the that's the pool you want to draw from. Somebody probably throw you one right on stage. That's what I agree. They'll open up their gut right there and just <laughs> toss it up. Uh, we're talking about those Spider-Man movies and the Avenger movies, all the Marvel movies. Gwyneth Paltrow, is she an idiot? Or is she just so self-absorbed that she she doesn't recognize other people? That's the eternal question. Yeah. The reason I bring this up, because just last month, she made headlines for failing to remember that she was in Spider-Man Homecoming with Tom Holland. Mm-hmm. John Favreau was talking to her on his new cooking show, The Chef, which is on Netflix, I believe. And he said, well, you know, you were in the you were in Spider-Man with me. We did that first Spider-Man movie together. And she says, no, I was in the Avengers movies. He said, no, but you were in Spider-Man Homecoming. Remember you and me and Tom Holland, we were in that scene? She's like, no. I just, she didn't remember being in Spider-Man. Well. And Tom Holland said, by the way, <laughs> broke that's his heart. That's something that could happen to me. <laughs> could it really? If you yeah. made a movie, wouldn't you know who you were in the movie with? If I've done as many movies as she has, it is possible He's that I might... pretty recent, though. I might forget. Let's mm-hmm. talk about Shakespeare in Love, somebody like, she worked with 20 years right. ago. Three, four years ago. Uh, the reason I bring this up is because over the weekend at uh, Paris Fashion Week, her Avengers co-star Sebastian Stan posted a photo of himself alongside Gwyneth Paltrow and said, glad I got to reintroduce myself to Gwyneth Paltrow for the third time. <laughs> we are in the same films. And then the shrugging emoji, uh, he said he had to uh, tell her who he was after they've co-starred in two films together, Infinity War and Endgame. Well, maybe she has the early onset Alzheimer's, which will make Goop so interesting. At the Infinity War premiere on the red carpet, there's video of her asking Chris Pratt, who apparently she knows, she's pointing at Sebastian Stan, asking who is that guy? Here's a little of that audio. 
Who's that? Sebastian Stan plays Bucky. Bucky is the Winter Soldier. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. I think she just doesn't, like, it's self-absorbed. I, I think she's yeah. just shit. above it all. Yeah. I think she floats around and she drops in and does her little yeah. stuff and then she gets back in her limo and then just mm -hmm. goes on her way. I don't think she reads the script. I don't think she no. watches the movies. I don't think she gives one She gets her lines, knows her lines, and that's it. Yeah, she doesn't care about anybody else. She's the worst. <laughs> Is what we're saying. It's absolutely the worst. Can I borrow your uh, your raspberry sound effect for Gwyneth uh, Paltrow? For a dollar. Here you go. I'll pay you later. Thank you. And it's time to take a look at all the celebrity birthdays for this day, July 8th. A lot of them, by the way. Milo Ventimiglia. Is it Ventimiglia or Ventimiglia? Uh, I think, you speak Italian. I mean, in Italian, you would pronounce that Miglia. Ventimiglia. Mm -hmm. But in America, maybe we, we say Ventimiglia. Ventimiglia anyway, star of This Is Us, of course and Gilmore Girls, and I knew him from Heroes back in the day on NBC. I can't he was... decide if he's a bell or not. No? I'm on the fence. <laughs> I think he's dreamy. He's 42 years old today. He played okay. Rocky's son, too, in Rocky Balboa. Oh, he did? Yeah, they look a lot alike, by the way. If you ever put Stallone and him side by side, they both have like a, a droopy thing going on. You know? like, yeah. It's not about how hard you get hit by life, but how hard you can get up and keep fighting. They had that big speech with his kid. Singer Steve Lawrence is 84 years old today. Mm. Steve Lawrence, the last of the Sinatra-esque kind of crooners from that era. Right. He was good pals with Sinatra. He and his wife Edie Gourmet were a long time singing duo. Mm. She has since passed away. I saw them perform once and randomly. Uh... Well, there's only one way to see them perform, I think, that would be randomly. You couldn't go on purpose, could you? Well, yeah, they, they, this is back when they, they used to regularly perform. And I was at a piano bar in Chicago and they just. No way. That's kind of cool. Unexpectedly got up and performed together. That's kind of cool. Is what I was trying to say. I think that's great. Either that way, it's like a surprise, cool thing that happens at a bar. Or if you're in Vegas and you're looking for a quintessentially Vegas kind of show to see, then that's the only two reasons to ever see Steve and Edie, I think. He was in Blues Brothers, right? Yeah. Yeah, in the, in the sauna he, scene. He played the agent. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Murray Sline, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah. was his name in that movie. Here's the two of them uh, doing their one of their biggest hits. You're walking along the street, or you're at a party, or else you're alone, and then you suddenly dig. You're looking in someone's eyes, you suddenly realize that this could be the start of something big. 84 years old, Steve Lawrence. Actor Jeffrey Tambor from Transparent, of course, and... Uh, yep, good actor. Nobel, good actor. Uh, how do we feel? Rest of development. How do we feel about him now? He's like a creep now. Like, how do we feel about him? I don't... I don't... I've heard he's not a nice dude. I've heard he's, yeah, difficult to work with. Yes, sort of and thing. he's been not good to women and yeah. transgendered uh, actresses even on that show. They fired him from that show. So I don't think he's a good dude. Yeah, I guess we don't feel good about that. No, we don't. No. He's 75. Uh, you, down south, Eddie, you must have heard a lot of Allman Brothers music, didn't oh, you? Yeah. A lot of Allman All Brothers playing down there. Uh, J-Mo Johansson, the drummer, the founding member of the Allman Brothers. He's 75 years old today. Joking, doing my pig. Um, not all you do. That's right. Actress Kim Darby, who of course became a major star back in a movie called True Grit with the late great John Wayne. She was only 14, 15 years old when she starred in that film. 72 years old today, and she was my acting teacher for many years. Sweet, sweet lady. What are you looking at me like that for? With that I face? Just don't, I don't. I didn't know that. It was uh, yeah. It was back when I was a young, struggling actor and came out here, and she used to teach uh, acting for the camera classes. In a little studio on Lancashire Boulevard. And I went to her for, for many years. She was a very talented lady. Very talented lady and good teacher. 72 years old today. Uh, if you got kids, you know this bastard. <laughs> Raffi celebrates his birthday today. Children's oh. superstar Raffi. Thank God we're past the Who's Raffi? Raffi. You don't know Raffi? Oh, I don't know Raffi. Just well, be you, so glad that you didn't missed Didn't your kid it. listen to children's music when he was young? No, I got him into hard rock 
early on. You're, again, your parenting skills I really know no bounds. We, no, we didn't do any of that. You didn't do any of the kids' stuff? Mm -mm. Didn't do very good. Didn't do, didn't do like wiggles. We didn't do any of that stuff. stuff. It no. helps them like learn it's things. We went right into them. Black Sabbath oh, at ACTC. <laughs> your kid has zero chance, by the way. <laughs> what are you talking about? Someone really needs to He's step in. He's in the gifted in. program. Mm-hmm. Right. Because of the music I fed But what's in the gift? Shot. What's in the gift? That's all I want to know. He's holding the box, but who knows what's actually in the gift. Anyway, Raffi had such smash hit singles as this one. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. I like to eat, eat, eat apples and bananas. See, it apples and bananas. It teaches you the soft and hard sounds that the letter A makes. You to speak like an idiot. No, no. I like to eat apples and bananas. You, yes, that's the that's mm. the long A sound no. as opposed to the short A sound. Uh, that's there's nothing educational. You about. need that song no, to learn a little that. something about I'm how glad, the letter I'm A makes I'm glad we missed sounds. that. <laughs> Angelica so Houston happy. is 68 years old today. Hey, being down there in the South, Eddie, must have heard a lot of Toby Keith while you were down there. Always. Huh? Country singer Toby Keith celebrates his 58th birthday today. Woo! Red Solo Cup. I fill you up. Let's have a party. Let's have a party. It's like, it's like Rafi for adults. Oh, Rafi. Rafi, whatever. Actor Raffy. Kevin Bacon is 61 years old today. How many degrees are you separated from Kevin Bacon? Do you know? Uh, I was his uh, photo double. And remember? In oh, the, that's right, uh, Hollow Man. My first gig. Not, I was a stand. Man? Uh, yeah, I was yeah, a stand-in yeah. for the Invisible. That's that's as close as you can get. You were <laughs> zero degrees from Kevin Bacon. You were literally Kevin Bacon. I was yeah. literally Kevin Invisible Kevin Bacon. Literally. Uh, I think I'm I think I'm one removed when you play that game. Uh, six. <laughs> I've never done it. Um, keyboardist Andy Fletcher of the band Depeche Mode celebrates his 58th birthday today. Never liked them. Me neither. I pretended that I did because everybody else did, but I never liked them. I'm glad you brought that up. Eddie, while you were gone, we had a listener who called in who asked us to prepare one of our many famous list yeah. breaks that we do. Yeah, yeah. And he said, I think it was, um, what were we talking about where it came up? Do you remember? I can't remember the conversation, what we were having. A, a list break? What, what do you mean? Yeah, we were talking about bands, remember? And the, oh, the guy called in and said, okay. I would love to hear a, oh, it was... We were talking about Springsteen, and this guy called in and said, you know, I've never liked Springsteen. I know everyone else does. I would love to hear from you and Eddie and Steve and Carrie right. musical acts that you know are practically universally beloved, right. but for whatever reason, just don't do it for you. Gotcha. So we have to come up with three of those each some point later okay. this week. And I, I volunteered when we were talking about it that Led Zeppelin was that way for me. I understand that people love them. I can right. see their place in musical history. But if I hear them on the radio, um, I'm not excited not for you. by that. No, it's mm. not for me. Yeah, we so should Zeppelin's one of those. pull those lists together. Yeah, so we should do that. And Depeche Mode would be on your list, I'm guessing, Carrie. I don't know if it'd be my top three, but it would definitely be in my top ten. Actor Billy Crudup from Almost Famous is 51 years old today. Yeah, he's a good-looking <laughs> kid. He was also a Dr. Manhattan. Uh, yeah, naked the whole time. Yeah, it was What? Big. Blue. He was blue and his naked. His big blue dick was hanging out there in the breeze. I know, I know what I'm going to watch tonight. <laughs> yeah, Dr. Nice. Manhattan bald. Sorry, and Anthony Bourdain. Bald and blue with a big blue dick. Yeah. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> blue balls. Yeah, yeah, literal, he always had blue balls. Literal blue balls. Poor bastard. <laughs> Singer Joan Osborne is 57 years old today. Oh, she's a good time at a party. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if God was one of us? Just a slob like one of us. Just a stranger on the bus trying to make his way That's a Don't song. That's so a real song. Just depressing. It's an actual yeah. song. Jesus. 
Michael Weatherly from NCIS and Dark Angel. He's 51 years old today. Singer Beck celebrates his 49th birthday. Now, see, there's another one that would go in my top 10. You're not loving Beck. I, I literally fell asleep at a Beck concert once. I can see that. Yeah. So was of a certain time, I think. Yeah. It doesn't really translate. Mm. It doesn't carry over for me anyway. Comedian Sebastian Maniscalco is 46 years old today. Your favorite. This son of a bitch. <laughs> he is one of the biggest money-making comedians Huge. on the road today. Literally in the top five. And no one's ever heard of him. I've never heard of him. And he just, all he does is make money. He just got tapped to host the MTV Video Music yeah. Awards. This guy is of that new style of comedian, which if I don't have to come up with material, if I just say things loudly and in a funny voice. Yeah, you come up with a character and you sort of just talk through the character. He's the, he does this Italian street thing. He's kind of like Andrew Dice Clay light. And he doesn't say any jokes. There's nothing funny in what he's saying. He's just, just, here's a little piece. You tell me where the fucking joke is in this little bit of comedy he's doing. <laughs> You make reservations to a restaurant, as the man, you check in. You go right up to the, I got a two man of skunko tonight. You got that? You don't send your wife. I see it all the time. Wives go up. Hi, we're here. Two for uh, Johnson. It's ready. Honey, you want to? It's ready, honey. You want to come up here? What are they laughing at? I don't know. There's no joke in there. It's facial expression. All he did was describe what it's like to check in at a restaurant when you have a reservation. <laughs> that's the all that's all that material was was a literal <laughs> representation of what you do when you check in at the counter when you have a reservation at a restaurant. Oh. There wasn't one funny, interesting oh. thing written into any of that. I'm with you. I started around the same time he did. We used to do shows in San Diego, like really crappy shows. And you had a chance then. He, he was like Hitler in a baby carriage. He you exploded. had a chance to snuff this guy out. I could have ended it for you. You blew it. Uh, who should be more upset, me or you? You. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. You're the guy who can't sell his comedy special. I can't. And this guy he is just hosting talks the about air. things that happened. And will you go and you say a table of two is sick of my Son of a bitch. Uh, Actress Sophia Bush is 37 years old today. Guitarist Jamie Cook of the Arctic Monkeys celebrates his 34th birthday today. Crawling back to you. Love. Jaden Smith, actor, <laughs> rapper. What is he? He's, he's none of those things. What is exactly? What is his thing that he does that makes him anyone ever for anything? I don't know. Yeah, I agree. I don't yeah, know. That's, it's a, just, that's all. He's purely famous is. for being the son of right, someone. Exactly. They, they both are. They yeah. both are. Yeah. Yeah. Although. Willow did whip her hair back and forth. Let's not forget that. That's true. She had that smash hit song, which was literally her saying, I whip my hair back and forth over and over and over again. <laughs> so horrible. Anyway, Jaden Smith's 21 years old today, for better or for worse. And lastly, guitarist Graham Jones of one of the great 80 bands out of the UK, Haircut 100. He is 58 years old today. Where does it go from here? To the top to the lake, I Great tune. So good. When I was a, uh, a kid in college, that song was popular. And I thought, <laughs> this is embarrassing, I thought the song was about a rape. What? I thought, is, where do they go from here? Is it down to the lake, I fear? 
Then Love Plus One, I thought it was a guy took a girl down to a lake and then his buddy like came out of the bushes or something. He was they, the plus one? And they both double teamed her what against the, her will. What the, how did you pull that out of that? Because in the song, they go, rape, 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 Love Plus One. <laughs> I thought. Oh my it turns God. out, it turns oh, out, fuck. turns out they're saying, ring, ring. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but I thought I misunderstood oh the lyrics God. at the time. Why would that be a song? Because I thought it was like a cool, weird, dark sort rape, of, oh. Rape, Love <laughs> Plus One? Let's put a dark ah. song with like a really peppy, upbeat oh thing. I thought it was like God. some artsy thing they were doing. Ah. It was like In the Air Tonight by Phil Collins about oh. that guy killing that dude but down that, by that's the That's really what that song was about. I know. And I thought, okay, that is what this song's about. But instead of like making it a real gloomy song, they're doing it really as upbeat. It's like a, you know, as like a counterpoint. That thing you do sort of thing. Yeah. And so it's this, it's really like artsy (laughs) and cool how they took this grim storyline and put it in that peppy song. So did you used to wander the house singing rape? Yes. Rape. Yes. Rape. Mom, is dinner ready yet? (laughs) Rape. Right. So love plus one. So a three-way to you is called love plus one. <laughs> well, yes, all three ways are love plus one. But in this particular case, I thought the girl wasn't on board with it, and oh. it used to disturb me. Oh my god! That they were singing rape in such a cheery tone, <laughs> and then years later, I said, "Oh, it's ring. That's a different. That's a different thing. It all has. It has nothing to do with that. See, in case anybody was curious, that's not what the song's about. Back in that. No. Back in the day, if you didn't buy the record, you had no way of looking oh. up the lyrics. Even if you did, sometimes they didn't print the lyrics on yeah. the on the. It's um, not like now when you can look notes. it up, which I wow. do. I frequently do that. Right. So there's no song. internet. You can't source it. You just have to trust your ears. And I thought they were saying, yeah, "I'll play it for you again. See, listen for the rape this time okay, around." Okay, we'll listen. Where does it go from here? Is it down to the lake? I fear. What I call love is that what yes. <laughs> that's what he calls love. That guy is what he guys perverted. This guy's a threat to himself and others. Someone help. Oh, rape is you what I call love. Were oh my god. A dork. But when you wow. think about it, there's a lot going on there, right below the <laughs> Yeah, surface. what you create in your own morbid head, yes. Well, look, you know, I was artsy fartsy in college. Oh. I didn't know, man. I had a dark streak to me. Yeah, you did. Yeah. You should have been in a fraternity. Yeah. I wasn't in the parking lot with any pence in my jean jacket banging my head. I was I was <laughs> so, I was thinking I was thinking about the bigger <laughs> pictures in life, man. Oh, Eddie was worshiping what? Satan. Hey, Satan doesn't rape. <laughs> no, he's a good guy. He's a good dude, man. That's it for today's Celebrity Birthdays. I'm Ralph Garman. I walk the showbiz beat. All right, that's all the time we have for today's show, boys and girls. Thank you so much for joining us. Tomorrow, it's Tuesday. That means we'll take a look at one of your favorite all-time TV theme songs with TV Tunes Tuesday. Steve Ashton will be stopping by with his UK update, hopefully in an American accent. I oh, can't wait to hear so. that. Hey, everybody. <laughs> all that and much, much <laughs> more. You better come back and join us. Why? Because I love you. I mean it. Bye. Bye.